This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. To our kaibigan and kapamilya, to our friends and family, we would like to wish you all a happy holiday season. We would like to also take a moment to give you our special and sincere thanks for all of the love, joy, and cheer that we received during our fun drive this year. The What's the Cheesemis cast was and will always be blown away by your support, and because of that support, we get to have this beautiful platform this niche part of radio that you don't really see on the mainstream. So thank you so much for being a part of our community, and if there's any way that you folks would like to get connected, please look out for our socials at the end of this episode, and we're excited to connect with you. All right. Thank you. Salamat. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Nikki. Hey, what's the cheese miss? This is What's the Cheese Miss, a podcast about Philippinex identity in Edmonton. Christmas season actually begins in September. Well, at least for Filipinos it does. For today's episode, Ryan and Nikki look back at their favorite Filipino traditions during the holiday season, from decoration, songs, mass, and of course, food. A Filipino Christmas is like no other. Feasts, music, festivals, karaoke, games, house parties are just the tip of the iceberg. As soon as the first burn month hits, it is well known that the tunes make a grand turn for the festivities. So, Ryan, uh, let's start with um, your favorite Christmas memory with um, your family or your friends. Mm, favorite Christmas memory. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, let's see. <laughs> Shit, I should have thought of this earlier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Um oh, do you have a specific memory? Um, for me. I don't. I think they all just kind of blend together, especially because I was so young. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess I when I think about like Christmas memories, I think of the Christmases that I spent with my family back home in the Philippines. Um, this might sound a little bit sad, but like 
I don't really remember the ones that I've had here um, just because I think they haven't been as iconic or as memorable. Um, in fact, like Christmas, uh, like recently, or I guess like ever since I came here, um, Christmas has been more of like a sadder and lonely time because like it's only my immediate family. Like even though we go to church parties or we get invited to family friends um, like kind of gatherings, it's it's still not the same when it's not your your own, I think, especially looking at pictures from uh, from Facebook, right? Like every, the whole family takes pictures together and you aren't there because like they're thousands of miles away. Um, so my, like the, the most, cl- the clearest memories I have of Christmas is just eating a lot of food so late. Um, and then like we had sparklers, even though it wasn't like New Year's yet, we still had sparklers and just getting presents in my Lolo and Lola's living room. It was really fun. And I actually got to go caroling around the neighborhood by myself. And it was like late at night. I don't know why my family or my parents let me do that by myself. But I got to sing for like a couple of pesos that I would spend at t- the next day at like a Tinderia. What is it called? Like where you get like candy and stuff. So that's like my mm. clearest memories of Christmas. <laughs> How old were you when you were out there? Um, I was getting... I was five or six. Wow, that's so that's so <laughs> young and independent. So cool. Yeah, and, and I <laughs> <laughs> I I have never I don't believe I've spent uh, a Christmas in the Philippines, but I did hear about the, how you can get money. Is it kind of like trick or treating, except like? <laughs> it's exactly that it's exactly that yeah (laughs) that sounds amazing yeah but it it was like awkward because I was by myself but I guess I got to keep most of the profits which was like at most five pesos um and it would buy me like one tootsie roll I don't even remember what I would buy with it (laughs) smart it's smart to go alone so yeah you don't have to split you don't have to split split tips yeah and um i i guess like my um my family trusted the neighbor neighborhood enough for me to go by myself because like there's this one lady down the street and she was like well known for having like catfish in her like fish tanks and she was like really nice and she gave me uh 10 pesos and i was like whoa this lady's balling <laughs> like she gave me 10 pesos Wow. So that's like double what you usually get. Yeah, my commission for the, for the holidays. So what would you say made it iconic? So I would say that like Philippines is the the grand central of Christmas. Um like it was always just so bright and always so loud and like I think every place just turns into 
kind of like I guess a Christmas town and there's just so many different um uh there I would say it's iconic because we have Christmas specific uh traditions and like I guess like when you know when when September hits you just know what's coming <laughs> but it's it's not the same here at all like when when September hit like it we are still waiting we're still waiting for Halloween right so it's definitely not the same uh did you think of a uh a memory that that is one of you, one of your favorites it doesn't have to be the top I'm sure yeah I do I have like some scattered memories and they're like I I'm not exactly sure like when they happened in terms of how old I was but I just I know that um my most of my family is in Lethbridge so like mm-hmm. my aunts and uncles I think on both sides everyone except for like one is in in Lethbridge so we have tons of get-togethers with all the cousins and and aunts and uncles and and Christmas is a time when we just eat at someone's house every Mm -hmm. every night and there's like 50 of us there (laughs) and yeah just just huge feasts and then the the kids so like my cousins and I would just hang out and just Mm -hmm. like sometimes just hang out all night and um just pass the time and I remember doing different things to pass the time so one year we like wrestled like WWE style (laughs) and then one year we like recorded some songs like playing the Moffitts miss you like crazy (laughs) Uh, one year we um made like skits like and recorded them with a camcorder that's just and we made up like a whole storyline and everything I don't know and so a lot of like movie all-nighters Mm-hmm. And this bonding time with the cousins. Um, and now that was when we were like kids. And now that we we grew up and a bunch of us moved away, like I moved to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Another cousin moved to Edmonton. There's a, a few in Calgary. Uh, Christmas is a time where we all see each other again. Like we all come back to the hometown, which is Lethbridge. Mm. Uh, so that's something to look forward to that we missed out on last year and this year because of the pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, Christmas is the time that we look forward to all seeing each other again, even if we haven't seen each other all year. Yeah. Like every union. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because I would say that for a lot of like my Christmas is here, especially if we're like spending time at uh, another family's house that we met through church, all the kids go to the basement and end up doing something. And I definitely remember either learning or choreographing, like making a dance choreography to a song and recording it or making a skit and recording it. I don't know why that just like happens. <laughs> you like it's so yeah. organic. It's like, hey, there's a camcorder. Let's make a skit. Well, yeah. <laughs> back then it was a camcorder. Now like everyone has a phone, so it's easy enough to record. But yeah. yeah. And and like I I think that like so many of my other Filipino friends um 
have like uploaded videos on Facebook of like them doing a cover of a song or a skit and I'm like why is just everybody living the same life that's so strange that everyone just ends up like yo let's let's make a skit let's make a story and act it out <laughs> let's um, record some moffits yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah so with with the filipino uh holidays or more specifically christmas um there are actually a lot of like traditions that are specific to the philippines and although some of them have like their roots in colonialism like the fact that they've stayed for so very long um is just really interesting so we already talked about caroling and like there are so many songs uh about uh christmas but the next or the other the other thing that a lot of filipinos know about uh is the parole i don't know have you heard of the the parole during christmas Yeah, yeah, I remember moving to Lethbridge from from Sterling, which is like a a tiny village of like a thousand people. So moving to the city was moving to Lethbridge. And <laughs> we moved into this two-story house and I hadn't lived in a two-story before and there was it's kind of like tall and there was a round window in it, mm-hmm. like in the up high like what would be the second floor. Yeah. And in Christmas we hung a parole there that like lit up and like with all the patterns and stuff. So that's that's oh. actually my earliest memory of a parole is displaying it from that circular window in the the first house we lived in Lethbridge. Oh, that's so cute. I love that that window was there. It's like it just was there for you to put like the parole it belongs yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was made for that purpose. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have been because I'm sure it was built by, you know, non-Filipinos most likely, but <laughs> yeah, um that was there and more recently, I think it was probably two two Christmases ago, I went to a uh, a Filipino event in Edmonton and one of the activities was making a parole. So mm. we actually got like the wooden sticks and the the tissue paper and mm-hmm. and made our own parole so i that's my other experience with that how about you um so i like when i was growing up in the philippines um sorry when i was growing up in the philippines i don't remember ever like making a parole with my family but the street that we like i mean every street was lined up with paroles. I don't think it mattered where you were coming from. There was always just paroles everywhere. Um and I know there were like a few outside of my grandpa's sister's house and they would just like decorate the whole place with paroles and I always thought it was so pretty and but then I completely forgot about it when I came here because like I don't I didn't see it that often. Um but i'm actually having my partner and i make some for uh our christmas date this year cuz um i like i like christmas now um and i want to make it my own so i told i told my partner like hey what tissue paper colors do you want cuz we're going to make these um and yeah like i i'm just so so excited to to bring that back and put bring that piece into my home 
um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, d- I did some research in a lot of the things that we're like talking about today. And I found out that the parole um, is traditionally like made from bamboo and like uh, Japanese rice paper. Um, and it symbolizes like the victory of light over darkness as well as hope and goodwill. Um, so they're like, uh, for some people who, okay, so for people who don't know what pearls are, they're star-shaped lanterns and they can be all sorts of colors. You can put like strings on them, like at the ends of the the points of the star. You can put candles in them and like you'll even see them made of like shells or plasticine I think that's what it's called plasticine um and like the art of parole making began with a guy his name was Francisco Estanislao sorry (laughs) if I butcher that um and he is believed to have crafted the very first parole in 1908 uh and the first parole was inspired by where oh my goodness the first parole were inspired by Chinese lanterns and the Mexican piñatas brought by missionaries to the Philippines. So, um, of course, where would we be without <laughs> um, other um, other cultures, um, I guess, inspiring our stuff? But, yeah, like, it, it's, it's, it's so pretty. And if you guys just, like, want to Google like photos of pearls. I think they're one of my favorite decorations. Um, did you, did your family ever have like, um, what is it called? The nativity scene in the house? Cause my Lola did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. No, I don't think we ever have. Yeah. Like it would just every Christmas I'm like, Oh, Jesus is here. <laughs> he's, he's on the coffee table. He's back. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, sorry. So another staple of the Filipino holidays is bibinka and puto bongbong, which are just basically rice cakes. Um, bibinka is a ground rice cake and like it's made with water, uh, sugar, and it's like baked in a banana leaf, um, and like it takes a really long time, but. It's like it's it's really important for some reason for Filipino feasts, especially for Christmas, to have bibinka and puto bongbong. Did you ever have those um, rice cakes served at your feasts? I. So what what is puto bongbong? Is that the same as that's different than bibinka, right? Yeah, it's different. Let me just. Okay, so puto bongbong is like a purple rice cake it's not uh it's not ube it's actually the color of the rice that makes it purple um it's a type okay. of puto i just googled it so no i haven't had that with the bumbong. let me look I, i'm sure i've had bibinka but let me just see I'm i didn't like puto bumbong. i always found bibinka and puto bumbong to like be flavorless oh, please don't stone me but i didn't like i just i just don't get it it's just rice and i didn't 
I didn't understand. <laughs> I think my family tended to make we we they did make desserts for Christmas, but they weren't these two. Okay, what desserts uh, did you guys have? Do you remember? Yeah, we would have the ones that are like sticky rice kind of things. Uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes we call it kalamai. I don't know if that's kapangpangan or. Let me see. Oh, I've had this. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, like this. I I could I could understand. I was like, this is this is good, but like <laughs> I didn't understand the other ones because they all just tasted like rice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where's the ulam? But they're supposed to be desserts. And of course, my family also made a lot of leche flan. Uh, yes. And it's my favorite dessert. Um, well, okay, I might take that back, but it is one of my top desserts. Like, I, I love leche flan. So good. I can, like, eat a whole pan of, of that. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I'm not even ashamed about that. I would, I would eat a whole um, leche flan. And recently, I've seen people put like leche flan on top of like an ube cake and it's mm-hmm. just like wow um people are amazing innovative creative uh i appreciate it a lot <laughs> modern day heroes yes exactly <laughs> um so yeah so for filipinos apparently uh kakanin which is like rice uh is inseparable with like our feasts and they're part of actually uh, indigenous cultures, apparently, uh, and also an expression of our native spirituality. So according to a source I found, well, not just one source, according to a lot of sources, um, they said that rice cakes were offered uh, in various shapes and sizes to deities and demigods in pre-Christian festivals. So it's been carried over. To the celebration of Christian festivals, um, so it's it's actually like it's been a long-standing tradition for for us to make rice cakes. We just love I love rice that. Cakes. Yeah. yeah, that gives it a whole new meaning. Like, yeah, attaching meaning to something like that. Now I want to eat rice cakes. <laughs> I I'll do it for tradition, but it's not my favorite. I'll I'll just get kalamai then because that's the one I actually like nice so you're thinking of the same thing as me it's like purple and sticky is that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i love that like, stuff yeah um it's almost like one mass of it instead of yeah. like individual rice yeah that's the one i like okay um so ryan have you ever heard of monito monita I, I've never heard that term before. No. But did you ever do any kind of gift exchanges at your Christmas uh, festivities with family? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would always have a gift exchange. And often one of the cousins would organize a gift exchange among us and we would mm-hmm. draw names. So it's kind of like a secret Santa. Yeah. Uh, and more recently, we would do the gift exchange where you just buy like a generic general gift for anyone and then you Mm -hmm. you play that game where you 
draw to unwrap and you can steal gifts and stuff like that so, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i have always yeah i've always known about that one especially at church but i only learned last year that they call that white elephant here mm. i had no idea I, i'd always be like what is white elephant that makes no sense but i just i i just recently learned that it's the same thing um but apparently Filipinos have their own version of exchanging gifts called Monito Monita. So like Secret Santa, it's usually done amongst groups of friends or even office mates. Um, and it's pretty easy. You have to give your Monito or Monita a small gift every day or every week. And that depends on the rules that your group sets. So it's usually obviously agreed, agreed upon. And um, the steps of it is you draw a name and obviously keep it secret. You exchange wish lists if you want. Uh, don't ask to trade names. And you choose a gift theme every week until you guys do Revelation Day, which is when everyone finds out who got who. So some of the themes apparently uh, can be like something soft, something sweet, something round, something wet, something made of glass. Like it, it just can be thematic. Um, and I, I, I just never heard of that before, but I like that. That's, that actually sounds really cool. That's really sweet to get like a gift every day or week. Yeah, I want to do that. That's like often when I'm trying to buy a gift for my secret Santa or even those like general gifts, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know. Should I get that or that or that? And this way I can just buy it all and just give it, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> buy all five and give them each day or week or whatever the mm -hmm. agreed upon time is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big either because like I, I'm trying to figure out a gift for a white elephant um amongst friends but it's i had to google like um neutral gifts for adults <laughs> like you like you want to make sure that it's useful to pretty much everyone in the group because if they pick it like you know you, you want to make sure you're giving a good gift but at least this one has like a guideline like something mm. green something made of wood or fabric like that's just so much easier. I like that. And it could be a different guideline, like every, like if, you, if you're doing it weekly, it's like this week, mm -hmm. it's green gifts. Next mm -hmm. week, it's round gifts. And yeah, that sounds yeah. so fun, actually. I love to do that. Maybe next year, because I am too lazy to arrange anything at this point. We're like 10, no, 11 days away from, from Christmas. So too soon too, now. Yeah, it's yeah. coming too fast. Too late, to everybody. Arrange something like that. Exactly. I, <laughs> I've liked like my work in the past has uh, done a gift exchange where you have to get something from your house, so it's like a regift or or something that's like used but you don't really use it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that way you don't have to like buy and add to the overconsumption in the world. You just yes um, regift something. So I thought that that could be like a theme too in. Monito, mm -hmm. monita. It's like, and this week we're going to do regifts or something like that. Yes, I love sustainable gifting. That's that's a really good idea. I often do that like 
recent like I've been doing that more recently where I will take something that I have barely used maybe just once and like I just re-gift it because I'm like I don't want to put this in like a landfill and I know somebody who's going to use it so I might as well give it to them and it saves Mm. me money so no shame in that some of my favorite gifts I like Last a couple of years ago at work at one of those exchanges, I got Sushi Go, like a used <gasps> version of a used Sushi Go. And we've used it so much and played it so many times. It was just such a good gift. And it's mm-hmm. it's cool to know that, you know, it already existed and it was in someone's living room and now it's in mine and that I didn't add to to the overconsumption in the world by by getting that. Exactly. Yeah. Because I, I always think about that. Like when I want to um, buy things, I'm just like, uh, could I thrift this? <laughs> because like, I don't want to contribute to more waste <laughs> than I already do. So yeah. Practical. And yo, thrifting is the best. Like my main jacket now I got for 10 bucks at, <laughs> by thrifting. And it's I love it. It's like, you could never find that style like in brand new it's like i don't know when it was made but it looks like it's out of the 80s or something and it's just such an aesthetic (laughs) yeah and then everyone like comments it's like where did you get that and you're like oh you know i thrifted it so it's unique and blah 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 (laughs) i sometimes (laughs) brag i'm like yeah my pants you might never find them exactly and you'll never show up like to somewhere and be like oh we got the same coat on sale at the gap or something it's yeah yeah but also no shame in that (laughs) if there's a sale and you want it go for it (laughs) (laughs) um okay so personally i uh, so for the next tradition that i'm gonna ask about um i never did this because my family is not catholic we are actually protestant christians so it's called simbangabe or a night mass leading up to Christmas. Have you ever heard of it, Ryan? No. No, my family is not Catholic either. Hmm. Okay, sorry. I lost my part in the document. Um, so the Sing- Simbangabe originated in the early days of Spanish rule over the Philippines as apparently a compromise for farmers because, you know, farmers just really wanted to go to church right before they had to work the land. Um, So it was a compromise for, like, farmers and other people who worked really early uh, to avoid, like, noonday heat out in the fields. So um, apparently it began in 1669. And can you imagine it still happens today? Wow. Yeah. So... Priests apparently began to say mass in the early mornings uh, instead of the evening uh, evenings, more common in the rest of the Hispanic world. So this so this custom eventually became a very distinct feature of Philippine culture and became a symbol of sharing. So I, I know about this custom because uh, like some of my family is Catholic, so I know that they would go to mass every night leading up to Christmas. Um, But I never did. And I'd get so jealous of my cousins because I'm like, you know, I I have FOMO 
I want to go. Like, what's going on? Why am I not invited? But I was never allowed to go to mass. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, apparently it's just you go to mass every single night leading up to Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I've heard that they like go up until like 4 a.m. sometimes. Wow. But I might be wrong. (laughs) It's like a party. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no clue what, what that would look like. It's just like, if you're going to stay till 4 a.m., it's got to be fun, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what happens. At, at those. Yeah. I, I like, I, 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 I've only ever seen, like, pictures of it uh, and, like, heard it from, from cousins. And... I don't remember them saying anything fun about it. Oh, but I still wanted oh, okay. to go. <laughs> okay. Just to be like part of the group there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be included. Mm. Um, okay. So the next tradition that we see a lot in Filipino Christmases is the red envelope. Did you ever get red envelopes on Christmas or even New Year's? Uh, I, I don't. I don't remember. I feel like I might have gotten it once or twice, but I don't actually. It was definitely not a regular thing to get mm-hmm. red envelopes. Sorry if you hear some noises in the back. My baby is like walking around back here. <laughs> Look, he has somewhere to be. He can go <laughs> about wherever he wants. <laughs> um, so th- these red envelopes are called Ang Pao. And it's one of the most, like, awaited gifts of, like, the kids from their ninongs and ninangs or also known as godparents. Yes. Okay. Mm. Godparents. Or even your titos and titas. Or pretty much anyone who's older than you. Uh, so it's usually filled with, like, money. Um, hi, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Reese says hi. And he wants a red envelope. <laughs> Um, Did you ever get them, Nikki? Yeah, I got them all the time. (laughs) Oh, lucky. Now I'm jealous. (laughs) It was usually on my mom's side because um, on my mom's side, there's um, we had some Chinese lineage, I guess you could call it. So it would just always be like when I'm going to, I would know um, or I would get really excited when it was, you know, time to go to Lola Lilia's house because it was that was the house I'd get Ang Pao because they are also Chinese Filipino um, and they would have that all the time I, I it was and we'd line up actually that's one of my favorite uh, memories now that I think about it we'd line up all the cousins from oldest and then the youngest are at the back or sometimes we would switch it like just to keep it you know interesting keep it spicy um, and we would get money, and we were supposed to bow and do manopo on whoever was giving it to us, and it was really cute. I I miss doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, I actually remember I would get an envelope with cash in it from often from a grandma or some aunts and uncles, but. Uh, it wasn't a red envelope, but I, I think the spirit behind it might have been the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, it's been like 
it's it's gained uh, like wider acceptance among like non-chinese filipinos and they've just like uh they've just put their own version of it so mm-hmm. yeah okay so last but not least uh the next iconic filipino tradition for christmas is called noche buena or the christmas eve feast um it's pat it's spanish for good night like if you were to literally uh translate it um but for us in filipino culture it is steeped in a lot of cultural and religious significance um so Sorry, I lost my place again. Uh, so it is, so Noche Buena is the meal eaten after hearing the midnight mass to welcome Christmas Day. Like I said, I never went to mass, but we definitely ate at midnight. Um, and I can't, what, I can't remember the last time I've had actually Noche Buena. So I've, I've missed out <laughs> for quite some time, especially with like the pandemic, you couldn't have feasts together. But uh, Ryan, did you guys have a version of Noche Buena at your, uh, with your family? Yeah, I do remember. And I don't remember if we called it Noche Buena. We might have. I remember hearing that before. But uh, we would go to my grandma's place and have uh, lelut. That's also a kapangpangan word. Uh, it's, it's the rice the rice soup. The lelet manak, so they would have chicken in the rice soup. Um, what, what do I? <laughs> it's so common, and there's a Tagalog word for it, but it's slipping my mind right now. Um, lugao. Yeah, yeah, it's it's lugao. Yeah. Oh yes, lugao. Me and Raja were just talking about lugao today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys had like lelet all the time for like Christmas. Well, we would we would have that. I just remember having it late at night at some at some point as a noche buena. I think I think when my family would use the word noche buena, it's kind of just like um, it's late and we're having a meal. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, that was that was around in during the holidays. So it wouldn't just it would be like a few families at someone's house, like at our grandma's house, or mm-hmm. yeah, and we'd all eat. Yeah, for some reason, like I remember, like the noche bonas to be more, um, a lot more busy, but than the ones I've had here. Um, but like it, it's a time for like extended families and even just family friends to come together and eat like a lot of food. Like we always had lechon, always had embutito, which is like a Filipino meatloaf. Um, the bibinka, the the small puto things that have the cheese in the middle. Um, wow, what didn't we have? I, and like, and then you would just have leftovers for a really long time because obviously, like, you can't finish it all in one go. Um, and then I remember staying up really late because like, I couldn't sleep with so much food in my stomach. And also, like, everyone just stays late because they're still talking. So, 
Yeah. Oh, and fruit salad. Did you ever have fruit salad at your feasts? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I would always pick out the the jellies, like the white jellies. I would only eat that, and then the rest of it I just like leave on the table and hope that someone would eat it for me. <laughs> so, oh. I it's like the fruit salad with the the milk like evaporated milk or something in it right mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what I'm thinking I really liked that and so the other staple that so it was always like um lelut and then that kind of fruit salad and also sampelot and sampelot is also a kapangan word and I just in the last few years found out the Tagalog version of it it's the same thing but the name that they call it in tagalog is kinata ang bilobilo yes i love bilobilo yes i loved that like it's warm and they're like i think my favorite were the chewy like chewy balls in there i don't know (laughs) what they are flower balls rice balls <laughs> i don't know actually there's, there, i don't know either i only know the that there's jackfruit and plantains in it and then the rest mm, of yes. it i'm like oh, i'll i'll eat it it's in there mm-hmm. yeah mm, i'm getting really hungry <laughs> um i'm trying to think of other staples that we had on the table honestly there's there's like so many like it's 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 the it's the oval aluminum trays like in like embedded in my mind when it comes to christmas or filipino feasts in general it's just the the aluminum trays um we also had the other like macaroni salad when i first saw mac and cheese here it really confused me because it wasn't um like uh like mayonnaise and chicken and raisins. Like, have you ever had that? I don't even know what it's called. Macaroni salad. Yeah, for sure. I've I've had that. Um, I don't know what it's called either. Just it was just there. Yeah. Macaroni salad. Yeah, and like when I came here and I saw that people ate it and like mac and cheese, I was so confused because it wasn't like cold and it wasn't sweet. I was like, what is this? <laughs> but. Oh, well, I like both now. <laughs> um, okay. Are there any other, like, Christmas traditions that you and your family did in the holidays? Um, I can't I can't really think of, of anything else. Just a lot of hanging out with, with the cousins. We would go tobogganing and Aww. have apple cider after, and uh, that was super fun. That's so nice. I want to go sledding. I need to go. I need to go buy some because my partner and I broke them when we la- we went last because we landed really hard on them, <laughs> so <laughs> they snapped in half. Oh um, no! Yeah. Um, I guess I mean the other the only other tradition that I can think of other than karaoke is well my tita's asking me if I have a boyfriend or asking me if I got fatter 
but I, I, I associate that with Filipino parties in general, but most especially during the holidays, like they, they just say like, oh, you got fatter. I'm like, well, Merry Christmas. Thanks. <laughs> For sure. That's, that's such a, such a, unfortunately such a Filipino <laughs> thing. <laughs> Well, that's that's for another episode that I'm trying yeah. to cook up. <laughs> <laughs> um, with all the with all the traditions that we explored today, um, do you think you will carry on any of them with? I mean, like your own family right now with with Reese, and maybe more in the future. I don't know. Do you want more children? <laughs> <laughs> I really. I really do want to come up with our own traditions and mm-hmm. something that Reese can grow up like associating with Christmas and and I definitely want some that have the their past rooted in in our Filipino roots. So uh, yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. Like this this Christmas, he he's one one year old and. We haven't really decided exactly what we're gonna do, but um, I'm gonna take some of these and see what we can what we can integrate. Some of them mm-hmm. are harder than others because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I'm not the best cook. I wish I could cook all those things. Like <laughs> I probably maybe I should learn. That should then <laughs> yeah keep the tradition going. Like what I remember the the sempelot and the the lelot and yeah keep that mm-hmm. stuff going for sure yeah how about you um well definitely the parole because i'm doing it this sunday <laughs> um because yes. uh like i'm a very like artsy fartsy crafts kind of person so um and and never being able to make one or buy one like I, I want to make one of my own and then I want to do the monito monita um not only just with family but also with friends for maybe next year I will suggest it and you know uh do something different um definitely not gonna keep up with the simbanga bay because I I mean I haven't been doing it so I see no reason to go go to mass um for myself personally. Um and I think I think I want to um I think I want to do the red envelopes as well cuz it just brought like a sense of excitement to me so I want to do that with my kids um one day and like our our families or whatever so Traditions make uh, take time, and I'm down to figure out what resonates with me and my family. Um, and same with you. I'm not the best cook. Like, I tried these recipes on Google for, like, Filipino foods, and it doesn't just doesn't taste the same. So maybe a tradition is to learn a recipe learn a holiday recipe every year with my mom because she's the one who knows like how to do it and she doesn't I'm sure like she doesn't um you know have what is it like my mom doesn't measure things she just knows 
how many things to put in and I want to be able to do that. You just um, have to do it with her and observe, right? So that mm-hmm. you can do the same thing. It's just not the same with the uh, online recipes, right? Yeah, they'll ask for like three cloves of garlic and I'm like, what? No, I'm putting seven. <laughs> so maybe that's a tradition I want, especially like it'll give me, give us like uh, something to bond over. Um and maybe I'll get to pass down those recipes to my my own kids or whoever is young in my life and wants to know how to make ginata ang bilo bilo. So who knows? Um, and noche buena. I I I love food. I mean, I don't see why not in continuing that tra- tradition. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. I think all of the ones I know of right now, but figure it out over the years. We have time. Yeah. yeah. And we can kind of personalize them, make our own version. Like mm-hmm. like for Ampao, maybe the red envelopes. I'll give Reese a red envelope with a note inside that says, hey, I added to your RESP. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see the fruits of it later. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, have, I do have... Uh, a couple of pumpkins and one more on the way but they're all the way in australia so it's it's not the same like maybe i could Aww. mail them oh no you, you can't mail cash so you can't? yeah i don't know how to keep that um pao going i don't know well like apparently so ang pao isn't just about money you can put like wishes in it um mm. and for some families uh the red color of the envelope is actually symbolic of like someone um praying like safety over you like it's it's it symbolizes them praying safety and prosperity over you um and i read somewhere that like you don't want to give somebody like a certain amount of numbers because of like numerology so you can put whatever you want in there i guess as long as it's like like a gift like a blessing so it doesn't have to be money Ooh, okay that opens it up mm-hmm. um, yeah like i would think of for like for myself other than money i might put um maybe herbs in the rod envelopes or a crystal like a protective crystal um because now that i practice like witchcraft stuff like i can put other things in there (laughs) just rocks Mm. that i find in the forest (laughs) here this rock is very special or something just something different other than cash yeah right Mm. all right well that is it for me. Uh, do you have any other thoughts uh, about Christmas and being Filipino and Filipino Christmases? Uh, no, just thanks for doing all that research. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was very fun to chat with you about it. Oh, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I was nervous as to how this would go because I was like, um... I don't know how to I I listened to a different podcast actually one based in the Philippines where they talked about the traditions and I was like oh I should do some like research 
so that like I have stuff to actually like say about them because it's one thing to know about traditions and like for some of them you you didn't know about them um, mm-hmm. and if I didn't research it the best I would have said is like yeah um, this and that it's <laughs> been very uh, very flat I think it's so helpful that you researched it and got some like background info on each thing especially like I I was born in in Canada my mom moved here when mm. he was 17 and my dad when he was in his early 20s and I I think I didn't I, I might have not experienced a lot of some typical um, Filipino traditions just because they grew up in southern mm-hmm. Alberta and it wasn't necessarily easy to mm-hmm. find Filipino food or mm-hmm. um, to and I mean yeah just the yeah it's it's harder to keep things going sometimes in that situation but I mm-hmm. um, I feel like enlightened and I would like to to keep some of these traditions going hmm. thanks for sharing that because that's actually like a perspective that I didn't think of in terms of like my parents came here closer to their like 30s um or I mean like my mom I think she was like 35 when she came here so she's she spent a lot of time already in the Philippines and then like by the time we got here there were like a lot of Filipinos around the area um so like I, I got to experience uh, Christmas both back home and here. And I think the stark difference for me was that, like, you know, our extended family isn't here. Um, so it's it's nice to, to know that, like, other families and more specifically, like, Filipino families got to celebrate Christmas in their own special ways here because like for us it was kind of hard to like source those things like um or it's it, it is just different to not have like your extended family here like it is just different so mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense like being filipino and then being in smaller towns um christmases can look different but you know in no way does it like diminish how joyful and loving they can be so yeah because i think at the root of it and that you know behind a lot of these traditions it's it's a way to bond with family Mm -hmm. you can see like that's the common thread like noche buena is all about bonding with family the red envelopes um manito manita so Mm -hmm. yeah we did it in our our own ways and made our own traditions when when um when these ones were might might have been a little bit lost in the migration and all that yeah so however you choose to spend your holiday season remember that you make it philippinex just as much as anyone traditions and rituals are all about what resonates with you to bring friends and family closer, to celebrate and take rest. If you were inspired by any of the traditions we talked about, please head to our socials and share your ideas with us. 
What's the Cheese Mace is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Amiskwachi, Wiscayacan, on Treaty 6 territory or so called Edmonton, Alberta. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website at whatsthecheesemiss.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Cheesemiss CJSR. Instagram at What's the Cheesemis, or you can email us at cheesemis at cjsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat!